This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. Automation and robot workers may be signs of progress for some, but for teenagers and adults seeking employment, these changes can mean career worries. Parents and teens are concerned that global competition as well as automation are going to make it difficult for the kids of today to have successful careers tomorrow. Then, Alzheimer's disease is impacting millions of American families. Are there ways to prevent and reverse the cognitive declines it causes? A medical doctor shares research findings. It's now the third leading cause of death. About 45 million Americans who are currently living will develop it during their lifetime. Those two stories and more are straight ahead on this week's show. Don't go away. InfoTrack comes your way right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. Robot workers, automation, overseas competition. For some, this spells progress, but for others, including parents and their teenage kids, it may mean career and employment worries. Joining us to discuss results of a recent survey is Jack Kozakowski, CEO of Junior Achievement USA. Jack, your organization surveyed parents and teens about this question. It seems there's a lot of concern out there. What did the survey find? Well, it's amazing. The survey discovered that 77% of both parents and teens are concerned that global competition as well as automation are going to make it difficult for the kids of today to have successful careers tomorrow. And this was a survey of over a 1,000 parents and just about 1,000 teens as well. So it's a pretty large group there. Yeah, it is a large sampling. What do you think would be the first to go in this situation? Would it be the entry-level jobs that are going to suffer the most? Well, it'll be entry-level jobs, at least in my opinion, that are easily taken over by automation. You and your listeners have probably seen already many restaurants are reverting to orders being taken on little tablet devices, and so those folks are getting eliminated. So jobs that are repetitive, that don't necessarily require physical skills, will certainly be the first to go. Jobs that don't require you know, a thought process, creativity, will be very difficult to maintain the way they currently are. So how important is advanced education in all this? I would think if you have an advanced degree and a specialty, that's probably going to be an advantage in this new world. It will absolutely be an advantage. And basically, as you look at the future, just having a high school degree or GED equivalent, there are not going to be many jobs that are available. So when we talk to young people that are in our programs and to their parents, we emphasize the need to go on to some sort of advanced education. And it doesn't necessarily need to be a four-year degree, but, you know, there's tremendous demand for jobs in the skills trades, things like welding, plumbing, electrical, heating, air conditioning. So going through a two-year technical program or even an apprenticeship program could provide young people with those skills that they need. And then beyond that, with four-year degree, regardless what you're going into, if it's in the area of science, technology, engineering, and math, there is going to be technology involved in almost any job that these students are going to be applying for. But majoring in something, I don't know, I'll just pick something like poetry or something, is not necessarily going to help you get a job unless you're 
really an outstanding poet, I guess. Well, that's true. And of course, you know, when you advise young people, nobody wants to be the dream killer. But I think we do need to bring in some realism with these kids in terms of where are the demands going to be. And you certainly want to position young people to be as successful as they can when they come out to have those skills. So, you know, we talk a lot about soft skills, and those are things like being creative, being problem-solving, being able to communicate with others. Those are the kinds of skills that, regardless of what area you go into, even with technology skills, that will be in high demand. So if you are good socially, if you're good interacting with others, I guess that can apply to all sorts of careers such as sales or research, such as doing surveys and those sorts of things. Tell us, for those who aren't familiar with Junior Achievement, what services do you provide and what's your makeup? What's it all about? We are a K-12 education organization. We're nonprofit. We're national, in fact, global in scope. And we really focus on three pivotal areas of working with kids. One is workforce readiness, which was kind of prompted this work, financial literacy, and entrepreneurship. And so we're reaching about a little over 4.8 million young people annually here in the United States in those areas. Most of what we do takes place during the school period, but what's interesting about our programs is it's not just factual. We believe strongly in the use of mentors. So we, every year, will use almost a quarter of a million community volunteers from the business community, parents, that will go in and take the content that we've developed and kind of put the realism to it based on that personal experience. So students that may think they're interested in a career in engineering, for example, can be exposed to an engineer and might share with them what their journey was and the things that take place. So they really make it real for the students. And so it's not just factual, but it's also inspirational. Have students changed in terms of their focus Given the world we live in today with social media and smartphones and the digital world we live in, has that changed things at all from your standpoint? Well, yes, we have to reach students in different ways. I think the live role model is definitely critical, but we're doing more and more online experiences. You know, it's kind of you need to go where the kids are. So, for example, if your listeners have access to the Internet, go to our site, j.org. You'll see we have a program called J Builds Your Future online, which helps students take a look at, you know, in a medium that they're used to working with, the types of careers are out there and the sorts of skills that they would need to be successful in those careers. We have a program online called J My Way, which actually gives them, it's not really a personality test, but a test of what kinds of things do they like to do? What are they good at? And then it helps identify for them the kinds of careers that are out there that they may want to consider. So it's, you know, just one more tool to get at those students. Jack, circling back to parents and teens, if a parent is listening right now and wants a little advice on perhaps how to steer their child toward something that's going to be more of a good career for them, what advice would you have? Well, first of all, I would share with those parents that all the surveys that we have done through the years still show the parent as being the number one teacher, whether it's financial literacy, whether it's work readiness, that is the person that kids look to first for information. So that's a big role that we as parents have. 
So in that role, I would encourage them to give their children the broadest view of the types of jobs and careers that are out there. And, you know, they can do that by exposing them through whatever their own work situation has been, by encouraging them to get involved in organizations like Junior Achievement, where they get exposure to a whole variety of jobs and careers, because, you know, everybody's different, and what appeals to one will not appeal to another. So... I would, again, as a parent, encourage those students to really explore and maybe become part of that experience with them through some online tools and things. Is junior achievement all over the United States, pretty much in just about every uh, area? Yes, Chris. Pretty much anywhere you would go in the United States, you'd have access to junior achievement. And then in addition to that, if you are in some very rural, remote area, going online and having access to our programs would give them a you know a very similar experience. Jack Kozakowski, CEO of Junior Achievement USA. Uh, you can learn more at their website which is ja.org. Jack, thanks so much for joining us. Well, Chris, thank you so much. I really appreciate him and the time on your show. Next, will science find a way to prevent and reverse Alzheimer's disease? That story coming up. Stick around, there's more InfoTrack straight ahead.